May the words from my mouth be acceptable to you, O Lord, and may they bring peace and healing to your people. Amen. The Parable of the Good Samaritan In the beginning of chapter 10, Jesus has appointed 70 of his followers to go out ahead of him in pairs to preach the good news, to proclaim the kingdom of God has come near and to heal the sick. And as we move further, we see in verse 17, they've returned with joy, reporting how in the name of Jesus, even the demons had submitted to them. And it was in this sharing, this time of prayer, and thanksgiving with Jesus, saying, blessed are the eyes that see what you see, that an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. In verse 25, he asked, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal, eternal life? And Jesus gave the question back to him asking, what is written in the law? How do you read it? The lawyer answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love the neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, You've answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. And the text says, but wanting to justify himself, the lawyer asked, who is my neighbor? That is a good question. Who is your neighbor? And Jesus told the story of a man who was left lying on the road to Jericho. The scripture reads, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite. When he came to the place and saw him, passed by on to the other side. What a Samaritan. As he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, poured oil and wine, and then he put the man on his own dummy, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. This road to Jericho. This road to Jericho was a dangerous highway, but people used it because it was a quick way for people leaving Jerusalem to arrive in Jericho for half a day. It was also known during that time as the way of blood because of the danger of being attacked and killed by robbers. It was on this road that the man had been stripped of anything that could speak of his identity. He had no clothes, no possessions. 
in our time, in our culture. Perhaps we can identify very easily with a man, that man, on the road, any man on the road. This particular man had been stripped of anything that would speak of his identity. He was left broken, a fellow human being with no clothes, no possessions. We don't know who this man was, a worker or someone on his way home from worshiping in the temple. But that didn't matter. He was on his way home to his family. He was a husband, a father, a friend, a human being coming from any walk of life with family, with friends, with people that would wonder what happened to him. Somehow he had been robbed. He had been stripped of everything that gave him identity and left lying on the side of the road. And only the Samaritan stopped to give him aid. We don't know why the priest didn't stop. We don't know why the Levite didn't stop. And the interesting part, part about all of this is that Jesus never addressed why the priest or the Levite didn't stop in the parable. The part was addressed, that was addressed, was the Samaritan. The Samaritan who was shunned and looked down upon. The stranger who was frowned upon by the Jewish community and hated. It was the Samaritan that had compassion. It was the Samaritan that had pity. He stopped and gave aid to an unknown traveler. In our own time of turmoil, and we are going through a lot of turmoil in this time, but we've been going through turmoil for a long time. But now, in today, there are many people that are being left on the side of the road. They are beaten, scared, blinded by the blows inflicted upon them. They come from every walk of life. They've been stripped of their identity. They are we and we are they. Not seen, not heard. I don't know, perhaps a Samaritan had been in a similar situation somewhere in his life. Maybe something this occurred to him. Maybe that's why he had pity or compassion. Perhaps he had experienced some sort of trauma. The trauma that can inflict us with fear, anxiety, depression. The kind of pain and trauma that can travel through the generations, the hurts, the pains, the wounds, all those human scars. It makes me wonder if he received some sort of aid so he had pity and compassion. I wonder if he was one of the many that heard Jesus' teachings. Jesus' healings. I wonder if he was in the crowd when Jesus was in Samaria. Samaria. I wonder if he was
was in the crowd when Jesus was in Samaria. I wonder if he received healing from Jesus himself. In whatever case, he developed the compassion to see the other, to see the stranger with different eyes. It takes time to see with those eyes. But human beings carry many hurts. We carry many pains, many wounds and scars. It takes time to look with the eyes of kindness and compassion. The Samaritan was moved with pity. He placed the wounded man on his own donkey and brought him to the end and cared for him that night. And in the morning, he left money for the innkeeper to continue to take care of the stranger and gave the promise that he would give extra money when he came back. Jesus gave no actual names. Jesus just gave the example of how to care for a stranger stranger that we do not know. It can be a Samaritan, it can be any man, because we are they and they are we. Are we able to do likewise? Are we able to see the pain in the eyes of the people that we meet? The fear, the sorrow, the loss of friends, the loss of family. Can we see the hurt in the eyes that we see? In the people who've lost jobs, who are so uncertain about their future. We wear masks in this day, in this age, because of an unknown virus. We can't see the faces of the people we meet, but we can see the eyes. And we see the pain in the eyes of people that march and scream for justice. Can we see the hurt in the eyes we meet with compassion and love? To see the eyes of a fellow human being. And perhaps even see hope or give hope to the people that we meet. Jesus taught and spoke truth to the heart, so the hearts of the people could be changed, so transformation could occur. And Jesus asked the expert of the law, he asked the lawyer, which of the three do you think was a neighbor to the man to the fell, who fell in the hands of the robbers. And the, law, the lawyer said, and the lawyer said, the one who showed mercy. And Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Show mercy to your fellow man. Amen.